ಓಂ ನಮ ಶಿವಾಯ 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 ಹಯ ನಮ ಪಾರ್ವತಿ ಪತೈ ಹರ ಹರ ಮಹಾಸಿ ಜೀರ್ಣ ಯಥಾ ನವಾನಿ ಗೃಹಾತಿ ನರೋಪರಾಣಿ ತಥಾ ಶರೀರಾಣಿ ವಿಹಾಯ ಜೀರ್ಣ ಅನ್ಯಾನಿ ಸಂಯಾತಿ ನವಾನಿ ದೇಹಿ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಇಸ್ ರಿವಿಲಿಂಗ್ ದ ನೇಚರ್ of the self to arjuna in the beginning itself so the nature of the self is that it is nitya eternal doesn't get destroyed at all it cannot be destroyed by any weapons it cannot be destroyed by any uh, what to call any of these elements it doesn't undergo any modification any change it remains in its own nature as it is other than the self what appears is the body and this world and the mind the intellect so the body is also made up of these five elements and this body constantly changes we are aware of the change of this body there is constant change in the body but the one who is aware of this change remains changeless if the one who is aware of the body is also was changing then there wouldn't have been any any memory possible so i the self is aware of the body aware of this world also which is also constantly changing and there is what we call the mind the intellect the thinking faculty this mind intellect is also made up of the five elements the subtle five elements sukshma subtle means sukshma not gross 
subtle five elements go to make the material of this mind and intellect is also the five elements and other than that is that atma so there is this atma and other than atma is that anatma we call so that anatma keeps changing keeps modifying and this anatma is considered as an appearance on that atma atma is the seer and the seen is appearance in front of that seer so when one becomes very clear about the nature of the self one becomes free of fear one becomes free of lot of other confusion and slowly and steadily one finally comes to gain the realization of this self the great masters of this world whom we know who are recognized in this world all of their greatness is that they had awakened to this reality even we say about gautam buddha buddha means one who is awake awakened to this reality of the self so bhagwan shows this sublime path or the sublime goal to arjuna and he says that you should not grieve from the standpoint of this atma there is no need for you to grieve because it doesn't die and from the standpoint of the body and mind you don't have to grieve because it constantly changing whether you grieve or don't grieve it will continue to behave in its own way so your grief will not change the nature of the body or the nature of the world this is the way a wise person looks therefore bhagwan says in the beginning itself ki gatasuna gatasunscha nanu shochanti panditaha the panditaha the wise people do not grieve for those who are alive and those who are dead also now this bhagwan said from a very high standpoint the nature of the self but it is not easily understood and not easily digestible people in this world very ordinary people in the world considers the body itself as the self because i have the sense of i in the body so that is taken as the atma at a slightly evolved stage we take the mind the intellect the subtle body what we call sukshma sharir as atma but as we evolve further we come to recognize the real self it's like a like you try to investigate let us say from a from a house the a sound is coming at night and all sometimes those uh, insects they make lot of uh, noise hmm. some insects are there makes lot of noise so i know that it is coming from this house then i enter i think it is in this room so i enter that room but then i come to know that it is still in the inner chamber then i enter the inner chamber then i know that it is still somewhere inside and when i go inside i see the insect there similarly the sense of i is there there is no denying the sense of i every one of us we experience our own existence 
we don't have this uh, experience of non-existence. All of us, we have the experience that I exist. So I must be existing somewhere. But at the very initial stage of uh, ordinary understanding, we take the body itself as I. Though the body constantly changes, though all the arguments and all the logics tells us that it cannot be, I cannot be the body, because it is constantly changing and I am always there. But still, I take myself to be the body. Because whatever experiences we uh, experience at the level of the body, I get the experience. If there is uh, heat or cold experience at the body, or if I am sick, or something I get hurt, I experience it. So the changes which are happening in the body, I am experiencing it, therefore I feel that I must be the body. But when I am in the state of dream, or when I am totally involved in my thinking or contemplation, I forget the body. There is no body awareness, but still my existence remains. I do not stop existing even when I am totally involved in my mind. So when I go at a subtler level, I feel that I must be my mind. Because whatever my experience is, whatever my understanding of what myself is, is with respect to the mind only. I am happy, I am unhappy, I am uh, what you call, whatever knowledge or profession I have, all these are qualities of the mind. The experiences which I have gathered or the knowledge which I have gathered, all this at the level of the mind. So, we might take ourselves to be the mind. But then, the scriptures come and takes us still further within and says, you are not the mind, but you are that self which is aware of the mind also. Even the changes which is happening, which are happening in the mind, you are aware of it. For example, the thoughts, before they come, I am aware. I am there and I am aware. The thoughts come, I am aware. The thoughts go, I am aware. So mind is nothing but flow of thought and this flow of thoughts, I am aware. So that I, the self, is subtler, much deeper than even the mind. So Bhagwan here tells Arjuna that you recognize this self as eternal, and do not grieve. But then he comes at a lower level. He says that even if you take the self at the level of the mind or at the level of the body, there is no need for you to grieve. From a very worldly standpoint, though Bhagavan doesn't accept it, but he says for argument's sake, even from a worldly standpoint, if you look at it, there is no need for you to grieve. And that is what he says now in verse number 26. He says, Atha chainam nitya jatam Nityam vamanya semritam Tathapitvam mahabaho Naivam shochitum arhasi 
अथ चैनम नित्यजातम नित्यम वामन्यसे मृतम हाँ अथ च He says, but now, even if you, I don't agree with this, but even if you think that this self is the body or the self is the mind and which is constantly taking birth and constantly dying. Means if you think that you are born with the birth of the body and if you think that you totally, I mean, get destroyed with the destruction of the body. This is a materialistic philosophy according to the materialistic uh, view view of science actually uh, we, we are matter everything is made up of matter according to science everything is matter only matter and energy so the body is made up of matter and there is some energy in it and there is nothing called consciousness there is nothing called god and uh, even the consciousness is a is an expression of matter only though they have not conclusively found it out found out what exactly it is but they feel the consciousness is an expression of matter just as we have uh, electricity so there is a dynamo and when it is rotated electricity is generated so through the rotation of that thing a third factor called electricity is generated similarly they feel that this matter coming into a particular position creates the uh, feeling of awareness or consciousness so they consider consciousness also material so that is the difference between materialism and spirituality materialism consider everything matter even spirit is matter and spirituality consider everything as spirit everything is divine everything is having that pervaded by that consciousness so here bhagwan just for the sake of argument for those who are thinking even from this standpoint of a matter he says that if you think that uh, you are born when the body is born and you die when the body dies there is nothing more to you there is no rebirth there is no something existing apart from the body even if this view if you have then there is no no need for you to grieve because anyway you will die and go you were not there before you were now for some time and you will disappear not only you but others also there different types of people came into this world and even now they are there there were some people who used to advocate even death they used to say that ultimately we have to die and only with death one can be happy so why not die now so they used to have great actually sometimes mass uh, suicide and all and the leader never died because he said i want to go and teach everyone to die because ultimately we have to die then why bother about anything if ultimately we are matter and being in a particular shape and in environment if it becomes too unbearable then death therefore those who commit suicide and all 
have maybe that type of understanding, with that we will be free from all our trouble. This is totally at one level, matter. But there are some who do not believe in matter, I mean who believes in something exists which is subtler than matter. They believe in that jiva. They believe in the mind and intellect. They believe that the mind and intellect with all its samskar exist even after the death of the body. Even when the body falls down dead, something remains which doesn't die. So they believe in that existence of something subtler than the body. May not believe may not understand the nature of that Atma, but only understand that there is something subtler than the body which exists. And many believe in that. And that is what generally people consider as Atma, and that they consider as going here, there, and we saw it, and all those ghosts and all stories are there around this uh, subtler aspect. And it is also... uh, uh, true, because when the body, gross body falls down dead, the mind, the intellect and all the impressions which are gathered, they don't die. They remain. And that uh, is the individuality which we have. When I say I, as a particular person or particular personality, that personality depends on the nature and structure of our mind and intellect what type of thoughts I have, what type of feelings I have, that creates that personality. That also keeps on modifying and changing, but that creates that personality. That personality doesn't die. It then creates for itself another body. Just as uh, the example of our mobile phone and the chip, that chip is the personality of that mobile it contains the number, it contains all the samskar, all the incoming, outgoing, SMS, this, that, whatever one has used, what time and what, everything is noted there. It becomes a troublesome also sometimes. Everyone knows. At home when the bill comes, others want to see. Kisko call kiya hai, kiska number hai. Aap roj inko call karte ho? So all this incoming, outgoing, everything is recorded. Suppose somebody says, I just remove that chip from this mobile and throw it away so that nobody knows and buy a new one, I will not get the bill. Still I will get the bill. Because the bill comes to that chip, doesn't come to the mobile. Similarly, the karma phala comes to our mind, doesn't come to our body. Whichever body we are, it will come. Tomorrow if we are in a buffalo's body, it will come. Even buffalo's body or any monkey body, whatever, whatever karmas, because karmas are performed by the mind. Of course, we use the body, but the mind is the main doer, the thoughts and all. So, they have performed karma, so the result also comes. So, this mind and intellect which forms our personality along with all the samskars of the past, is also not the supreme self, though it is alive because of the self. It is functioning because of the self. 
but it is also a limited entity, a limited structure, which is not the supreme self. It can be considered as Jiva Atma, not the supreme Atma. So the Atma is identified with Deha. We consider Deha as Atma. Or it is identified with the Jiva, an individuality formed by mind and intellect, or thoughts and our samskar means impressions. That is also not the supreme Atma. But that also remains and travels as though from one body to another, from one experience to another. Even in this lifetime, it is the mind and intellect which gathers constantly experiences. It keeps on passing from one experience to other experience. So if we don't understand the sublime nature of that self, Bhagavan says, even if you take yourself to be the body, then you don't have to grieve because body will anyway fall down dead. Even if you take yourself to be that Jivatma, then you don't have to grieve because it doesn't die, it, it takes up another body. Because if it, is, uh, it leaves one body, it is born in another body. So, Athacha Enam Nitya Jatam, even if you consider this Atma as Nitya Jatam, constantly being born as a Jiva, and Nityam Vamanyase Amritam, and constantly dying in a particular body, Tathapitvam Mahabaho, even then, He Mahabaho, Naivam Shochitam Arhasi, you don't have to grieve like this. There is no need for you to grieve. There is no reason for you to grieve. You look at it very objectively, very clearly, and become free of that grief. See, uh, for example, a child is crying for some toy is broken or uh, is lost some uh, or the balloon has bursted or some uh, things like that. The wise, the parents and all sometimes teach them, you don't have to grieve. We will get you another balloon. We'll get you another toy. That toy has anyway gone. It is not, uh, it will not last forever. We give such wise statements, just like Bhagavad Gita. But when it comes to our own body, when it comes to our own life, we, uh, we lose our wisdom. But the same argument is applicable for that also, because there is no difference. Just as a toy gets destroyed, similarly this body also gets destroyed. Just like our mobile phone gets uh, destroyed, or we discard it, Similarly, body also gets discarded. Just as the chip remains, the jivatma remains. Just as the uh, electricity doesn't get affected, atma doesn't get affected by the whole process. So, tathapitvam mahabaho naivam shochitam arhasi. You don't have to grieve even for the jiva of Bhishma Pitamaha or Dronacharya or yourself or your brothers or your uncles, or all those relatives, your friends who have assembled here, don't grieve that they will, uh, they will die and totally be lost forever. No, they will be there. They will be there in some other form. And even later on he will say, even if you try not to, even if you try to prevent what is going to happen, you won't be able to prevent it. Hmm. You can't prevent the... Uh, cycle of this world. It's like a tree which is growing, 
you cannot prevent growth. It is growing. And as it grows, the previous stage gets destroyed and a new stage is born. Similarly, there are certain things which have, have to happen. They will anyway happen. In the, in the 11th chapter also, Bhagwan shows him the Virat Roop. And in that Virat Roop, Arjuna sees the war already happened. He says, I will show you the future for you. War has already taken place. So th- those points we will see when we come to it. But here Bhagwan is saying that you don't have to grieve for that which is inevitable. So if a person dies, he will be born again. He says in the next verse, Jatasya Mrityuhu Dhruvam Janma Mrityasya if a person is born, if there is a birth of a particular personality and individual, jatasyahi dhruvamrityahu, if a person is born, then the death is certain. There is certain death for the one who is born, because that is the very nature of this world. Birth, along with it, brings its death also. Just as we buy a medicine, it also contains that expiry date. Quite frightening sometimes, actually. They should not write such expiry thing on medicine, but what to do? Expiry date is there. So, and when do they write that expiry? The time when they manufacture it. Similarly, the time when this body is manufactured, the expiry is also written on it. Jatasyahi dhruvamrityahu, we cannot prevent. We may try our level best. We postpone it. We do all sorts of things. Plastic surgery, face lifting, weight lifting. So many things we do. We can postpone the process or we try to change it, but we can't prevent it. Because jatasyahi as we live in this world, we are moving towards uh, death only, death of this body. And every time we celebrate our birthday and all, we are going towards it only. So, jatasyahi dhruvamrityahu. So, it is inevitable. But very important and interesting thing is, ki dhruvam janma mrutasya cha. That if one is dead, is born again. See, now one may say that, oh, I have not seen that person, where is he? Born again need not be on this. This is a very vast, vast cosmos. And uh, not only uh, a person may be born here, but may be born anywhere else. It's like a person who goes to sleep. Nobody can predict what type of dream that person is dreaming. 
uh, with our scientific equipment and all, we may know that he is dreaming, rapid eye movement and all these things. We know that this person is dreaming. But what exactly is dreaming, we don't know. And if one dream ends, another dream begins. Sometimes in one night, people dream some seven, eight dreams, one after another. And some dreams are interesting, some are not. Sometimes people wake up from a dream and they want to go back to the same dream. Once Mullah Nasruddin, he woke up from a dream. And he told his wife, I want to go into the same dream. He said, what happened? He says, in my dream, that person came and was returning my money which he had borrowed. But before he could give, I woke up. So I want to go back and take it. So, what dream world we will go we don't know and that is and when we go to the world what is uh, true and what is real is my own presence there i am there and the world is there and whichever world we go it looks quite familiar to us so when a person dies in this world where that personality will go depends on so many factors on the on the laws of karma on laws of karma Choice is not there. On the laws of karma, means depending on the samskar which are there in our mind, that uh, personality takes up different types of forms and goes. See this, um, uh, many people they have, uh, like uh, in our religion we believe in, we believe and it is there, this reincarnation and all. But there are some who do not accept or do not believe in it, but even if you logically look at it, it seems very, very convincing and logical. One is that uh, if we don't accept the laws of karma, which is also not only based on what we have done now, but it is based on what one has done in the past, if law of karma is not accepted, then the whole concept of cause and effect will go haywire. Then we will have to say that a person suffers or uh, uh, dies in, as a child or, or has got some, in one family one becomes very, uh, very healthy and another is suffering and all. All this cannot be explained if the law of karma is not accepted. Then we will have to say that everything is just haphazard. Everything is uh, um, unpredictable. So law of karma means that this karma which we perform, means with the mind and intellect, it creates a samskar, and that samskar in future gives rise to that type of experiences. Our karma themselves give us the experience. For example, if yesterday I had uh, gone for a party and I overeat, then today I suffer. Yeah? I cannot say, oh, yesterday kabad kya hai, yesterday is gone and why I should worry about yesterday. Who has seen yesterday? Your stomach has seen yesterday. Your stomach is still carrying yesterday and now it is suffering. So you cannot say, oh, kisne dekha hai. Your mind has seen and mind is carrying the pichla janam and it will carry it whether we like it or not. Some people say that, oh, I am so good, why am I suffering? Maybe you were not good. In the past, when you go to a jail, you find a lot of good people also there. They are not in jail because they are good people, but they might have committed something bad in their past. 
Now at present they are good. They are not there because of the present karma, but they are there because of the past. So this is very interesting. This law of karma uh, can be fully understood and acceptable only if we accept the presence of past life and the presence of future life. Also, if we analyze and understand this mind and intellect, we will be able to comprehend the possibility of past life and the future life. And also there are a lot of research and uh, uh, experiences of many little children also who remember their past. And they have authenticated also. A lot of research is being happening. And there are some children who remember their past. Now if they passed, they were really there. And if their body was totally destroyed, then how come something remains and that remembers? So all this also proves that there must, there is something which exists even after the death of the body. Also there are great yogis even now who, uh, who come out of their body, their sukshma sharir and enter some other. That is called parakaya pravesh. So all these experiences and the, and also the uh, scriptural text which tells us about it, uh, we understand that there is something which is there apart from this gross body which makes up my personality that is called the sukshma sharir or the jivatma. Hmm. Like I had given example of the pot and the water. So this is the water in the pot. And that water passes from one pot to another pot or from one bucket to another bucket. Then one can kick the bucket and go to the other bucket. Hmm. So, jatasya hi dhruvo mrityuhu, but atma is something subtler than even this subtle body. And that is what we have to recognize. Otherwise, uh, this jivatma and all, that much knowledge itself is not sufficient. One who only knows till jivatma, they talk about pap and punya, they talk about going to swarga, they talk about preventing from going to narak, they talk about the various rituals and all. But one who comprehends the nature of that atma, they would like to gain that state of enlightenment, in front of which even going to swarga is nothing, is not a big deal. Later on, Bhagwan will say in the ninth chapter, ki one who goes to Swarga also have to come back. Kshine punne marte lokam vishanti. So, tasmad apariharya irthe. So, this is apariharya. Aparihar means inevitable. A person who is born has to die. And one who is dead is born again. Many people say, I don't want to take birth again. I want to die. I don't want to come. But still that person will come. Because it is inevitable. As long as that sukshma sharir is there, as long as one's identification with the sukshma sharir is there, one will have to take birth. And this identification breaks when we gain enlightenment. Till that time, there is constant coming, and constant going. So there is, uh, it is inevitable. Nobody can prevent it. Hmm. So tasmad apariharyerthe, 
natvam shochitam arhasi we might meet the same type of jiva again and again we might uh, have different type of relationship with different jivas we might have different types of lane then and all lot of complex thing might be there but one who is born dies and one who is dead is born again only thing we don't remember our past and we just take it as a granted this life and goes on living so bhagwan says that from this standpoint of the jiva also or the standpoint of the body also you don't have to grieve because this is inevitable it doesn't depend on your grief whatever you do it will happen like that to tasmad apariharyarthe natvam shochitum arhasi it doesn't befit you to grieve so don't grieve see here bhagwan is release re, removing that grief through knowledge when a person is sad material cannot remove that sadness matter materials cannot remove that sadness suppose somebody is grieving some death in the family and all you cannot say okay i will take you to eat pizza cinema dekhne le jata hu cinema kya i am grieving the person is dead no i will show you some dead movies and all because grief cannot be removed by entertainment grief cannot be removed by pleasure grief cannot be removed by wealth grief cannot be removed by anything one can forget for some time one can suppress it for some time but it can be removed only through knowledge therefore here bhagwan gives that knowledge arjuna was grieving for the death of this all these people who had not died but they will die in future so he was grieving for them in advance bhagwan is saying you don't have to grieve because atma is indestructible tasmad apariharyarthe natvam sochitum arhasi again from the standpoint of the jiva if you look at it is very interesting one need not grieve he says in the next verse avyakta dini bhutani vyakta madhyani bharat avyakt nidhananyeva tatra ka paridevana avyakta dini bhutani vyakta madhyani bharata ha again bhagwan gives a very Uh, what you call common sense view here of life he say if you look at a person before that person was born he was avyakta avyakta means unmanifest means non existent existing as far as my interaction with that person is concerned ne before a child many times a child is born and all but from where that person has come nobody knows then the parents they keep on looking mere jaise naak hai iske jaise kaan hai but that personality see the uh, parents give body but the mind uh, comes that jiva enters that so personality certain things comes along with the body 
the packet comes with the body but there are certain things which are not supplied by the parents the jeeva comes and occupies it's like uh, the builder builds a house or a flat and all he builds according to his own understanding as a first class lake view and all and if you go there you don't see the lake they then show you a periscope from that you can see little bit of lake lake view building sky view kahan hai sky <laughs> so a builder has built that beautiful flat and uh, and waiting then he gives advertisement and board everywhere and all then lot of people apply for that or come and see it and all and finally one person one family selects it and they occupy it similarly ha huh, the room the way it is built the quality of material used and all it's all depend on the builder but later on the family which comes and stays they give their own personality to that flat they have their own interiors they change uh, the furniture here there they change little bit uh, inside also so they give their own personality to that but if you see many of the flats there they look similar from outside but inside everything is different similarly the mother and father they are the builders of the body but the jeeva is someone else who occupies that depending on my samskar depending on the karma laws of karma and very complicated all factors i choose a particular type of body for myself and then start existing in that body as a sukshma sharir hmm so it's a very interesting uh, phenomena so before the child was born before that personality was born where was he avyakta avyakta means unmanifest not known ah god knows from where vyakta madhyani bharata for a short period of time as long as one is alive one remains vyakta the personality is there we can interact with that person ha ah, great men came great people came in this world they brought their own beautiful personality they had their own uh, speciality you cannot repeat those people in this world eh? mahatma gandhi one in a uh, million he had his own personality he lived for certain period of time and then he that personality has gone that personality we don't come across again we don't know where how where how he is so similarly bhagwan says look at this whole world all, all this being as unmanifest in the beginning manifest for some time and unmanifest afterwards avyakta nidhananeva after that they are again unmanifest so for a short time they are manifest and this is the very nature of every being from a very very common sense view that for a short time one exists and then just departs in that short time we create relationship we create our uh, uh, what you call friendship and enemies and all those things are created within that short span of time like uh, when we are traveling by train especially we occupy our bogey our seat then lot of other people come 
then we get to know them, we share our joys and sorrows, we share our parathas and idli sambar, and then uh, when the time comes, they depart. When they, their station comes, they just get down along with their all their saman. Sometimes by mistake, your saman also. So when they get down, you don't go after them. Or you don't sit there and have shok sabha for them. You have, uh, you can exchange some uh, phone number or some email and all and contact. That is called performing their special rights, which reaches them. So you take down their details. And many times we take down details and then we forget because we don't even remember whom we met and how and when. It's all temporary. whole game is temporary. Similarly, a particular family, when we say the mother and father, they also meet by chance. Then the children are born and a one family is created. And for in that family, the different personalities, they remain for some time and they start departing. And again, new set of people come. That is how the world is. Here, Arjuna, look at it very objectively. Avyakta adini bhutani, vekta madhyani bharata, avyakta nidhananeva. And if we look at it, we will find that the unmanifest period is longer than the manifest. We might be manifest or we might come across a personality maybe for 60 years, 70 years, 100 years, hmm, 120 years whatever be the lifespan, but the period when that personality was unmanifest is much more. And afterwards, the personality will remain unmanifest is much more. So that is the very nature of this world. So tatraka paridevanam. So what is there then to grieve about here, Arjuna? You don't have to grieve. Don't grieve. Just keep on doing your work keep on living and ultimately try to understand and recognize the nature of your own self. So Arjuna was totally stunned after listening to all this and he did not know how to respond. See, Arjuna was quite knowledgeable and he had heard our scriptures also, but mainly he was, uh, he had focused more his attention on this dharma, on the various rituals, and therefore in the first chapter, Arjuna was talking about Kshatriya Dharma also, he was talking about that Swarga, he was talking about performing Shraddha, so all these things he knew, but he had no understanding of this self, unless somebody tells us, it is very, very difficult to comprehend. See, even we call ourselves Hindus or we call ourselves by whatever religion. As Hindus, one may know lot of things about our culture. That also is doubtful. But one knows. One knows about the various rituals which we perform. One may know about the various uh, festivals which we celebrate. One may know about the various Tirthakshetras which are there. One may know about the various uh, seasons and the various uh, uh, events or the various pratas and all those things which come. But very few, very, very few people know the essence of our religion and that is 
the knowledge and the yeah the knowledge of the supreme reality the knowledge of the self the whole our religion is based on this knowledge it is it is not that the culture culture is developed after the understanding of the truth so the truth is understood for example the truth is that the atma is in all the same self is in all when this truth is understood automatically the culture of respecting everyone of treating even animal bird plant with due respect is born it is born afterwards slowly and steadily so arjuna looked at it listened to bhagwan with great uh, amazement and bhagwan realized this and he says in the next verse that it is not surprising he says ashcharyavat pashyati kashchidenam ashcharyavat vadati tathaiva chanyah आश्चर्यवच्चनमश्रृणोति श्रुवाप्यनम वेदन चचि आश्चर्यवत्पति कशिदेन आश्चर्यवत्वदति तथा चान्य आश्चर्यवच्चनमश्रृणोति श्रुवापेनम वेदन चचि भगवान सेज दिस आत्मा एंड वॉट आई हेव टोल्ड अबाउट इट इज वेन पीपल लिसन टू इट दे लिसन टू इट विथ ग्रेट वंडर ओनली आश्चर्यवत पश्चित पश्यति कश्चिदेनम एंड वेरी रेयर फ्यू come to recognize and realize this self which is so very amazing it is so very marvelous that very few who first of all they have to accept and then follow this path and then recognize it in the 7th chapter bhagwan says that manushyanam sahasreshu kashchid yatati siddhaye यततामचिन मं वेत्ति तत्व आउट ऑफ मिलियन्स एंड मिलियन्स ऑफ पीपल ओनली अ रेयर फ्यू फॉलो दिस पाथ ऑफ स्पिरिच्युअलिटी ऑफ एनलाइटनमेंट ऑफ सेल्फ रियलाइजेशन वेरी फ्यू मेनी मेनी पीपल आर रिलीजियस बट वेरी फ्यू फॉलो दिस पाथ ऑफ एनलाइटनमेंट एंड आउट ऑफ दोज हू फॉलो दिस पाथ ऑफ एनलाइटनमेंट सिन्सियरली only a rare few finally attained the final goal which is not very easy it's like reaching the mount everest though nowadays it has become easy but uh, not everyone can attain it it is the highest peak but everyone cannot reach that stage so those who have attained and those who have seen and recognized this self they look at it as a great wonder ashcharya ashcharya is a is a state that wonderment when our intellect cannot explain it it is something which we can experience but cannot be explained that's called ashcharya a a 
Ashcharati. One can just become ah. Ashcharya. Ashcharya. Wonder. See, uh, our intellect is a great commentator. Hmm. Like our cricket commentary and all is there. That it continuously gives comment. Even when you are sitting here, your intellect is giving a running commentary. Luckily, Bhagwan has made it so silent that it doesn't disturb anyone. But it gives a running commentary on everything, on things which are relevant, irrelevant, related, non-related, everything. Person gets up and walks in. Pravachan Horai and he is this fellow is walking. Somebody's mobile rings. Why this fellow? You should shut it off. What is this? Do not have any culture. All this commentary is happening in the mind. Because that uh, intellect is a great commentator. And uh, it helps maybe in its own way. But at times we experience something and intellect cannot give any commentary. That is called Ascharya. <gasps> intellect stops because it doesn't know what to say. It stops. It just, when you look at a grandeur of the nature also, you go to the Himalayas and <laughs> look at that mountain, <gasps> the intellect cannot say. But intellect sometimes uh, says something and brings down. Whenever the intellect speaks, speaks, wonderment comes down. And uh, what the intellect speaks may not be true or may not be proper, but what we lose by that is our wonder. If I like that our childhood uh, poem very much. What is that poem? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. There, the most beautiful thing is that wonder, and which is there in a child. And it is really a wonder. Everything in this world is a great wonder. I, I am not uh, saying that we should not gain knowledge, but that knowledge is not of that object. It is about it. Like a bird flying in the air, sky, it's a wonder. But when we say, oh, the wings are flapping and the buoyancy and the air currents and this and that, uh, by that explanation, we, the wonderment doesn't become less. But we lose to see that wonder. We fail to see that wonder. Like a seed, yesterday also, that day also I was saying that from a seed, a huge tree coming, taking the material from that earth, same earth, it builds up a beautiful tree with all flowers and fruit and all. It's a great wonder. But when we start explaining with osmosis and science and all those, um, whatever it is, then we lose that. So similarly, that explanation is not the thing. Explanation is just a, a objective analysis or commentary on that. Even explanation cannot be complete. Why the sugar is sweet, nobody can explain. What is the structure of that sugar, what are the chemical composition and all those things can be explained. But why that sugar is sweet, 
Nobody can tell. It's a great wonder. So, when one talks about this Atma, and one when follows this path and finally recognizes it, even now when we listen to it, we listen to it as a wonder. But when we finally experience it, realize it, it will be seen as the greatest of all wonders. That it is that supreme reality, without moving, without functioning, it makes everything function. It is that which is pure consciousness, which makes even the inert alive. The mind is inert, it becomes alive. It starts thinking, made up of matter, and made up of matter, suddenly becomes alive, start walking. It's a great wonder. So, Asharyavat Pashyati, one who sees that in the state of realization, then that Mahatma sings in that wonderment. Hmm. Asharyavat Pashyati. Asharyavat Vadati Tathaiva Chanyaha and one who speaks about it, the great realized masters, the teachers, they speak about it as a great wonder. See, whatever we talk about is about the known. This Atma is not only unknown, but it is unknowable. It cannot be known by any means of knowledge. See, there are certain things which are unknown and can become known in future. There are certain mysteries of this world which are unknown and can become known when we uh, develop proper technology to know them. But the Atma is unknowable. It cannot be known by any means of knowledge. We can be the self, but we cannot know the self as an object. Like with my tongue, I can taste everything, but I can't taste my own tongue. With my eyes, I can see everything, but with my eyes, I can't see myself. The same, the eyes cannot see itself. Very strange. I have got the capacity to see, why can't it see itself? It can't. Similarly, because of the self, everything is known, but self itself remains unknown, but we can remain as the self. We can be the self. So, Ascharyavat Vadati Tathaiva Chanyaha, one who speaks about it, speaks, speaks about it as a great wonder. Therefore, this, all our Upanishads and all, they are a dialogue of this wonderment. Ascharyavat Enam Anyashrunoti, and those who listen about it is a great wonder. All of you have come here to listen to this, it's a great wonder. Because there is something which deep within which prompts us, which propels us towards it. Everyone is not propelled towards it. See, many people are there who, there are these four uh, things which we need in our life. One is we need our security, food, clothing, shelter. Then we seek pleasure. Then we seek to become good. We seek to become more perfect. We seek to become better. But finally, we seek enlightenment. And there are very few who get this desire to gain enlightenment. We like to worship Buddha, but we may not like to become Buddha. We like to worship Krishna, but we may not like to become Krishna. We like to worship even sadhu sannyasis. We do namaskar, hari om, hari om. But if our child or we, we think of becoming, we say, 
So we have respect in a strange way, but we don't want to be like that. Why? Because we have interest in something else. Dur se namaskar karne ke liye bhagwan ko we are ready to do namaskar and nariyal and prasad and har and everything. But Bhagwan says, why don't you come and stand with me? Both of us will give ashirwad to the world. That I can't do it. So, it is a great wonder that we come and listen to this. So, ashcharyavat cha enam anyashrunoti. Because it is very, very rare. People like to have darshan of Bhagwan, but they don't want to listen to Bhagwan. Many, there will be great queue to have darshan of Bhagwan, say Krishna, but they don't want to listen to his words. And his words are here in Bhagavad Gita. They say, Aap bolo mat, bethi, hum ko dekhenge. We want to see you. We don't want to listen to you. We have been listening to many people. So, ashcharyavacca enam anyashrunoti, if somebody listens to it, it's the great ashcharya. And, again, the greatest ashcharya, shrutvapi enam vedana chayva kashchet, even after listening to it, one doesn't understand. That is also another ashcharya. Doesn't understand means it cannot be understood as an object. Because the one who tries to understand itself is that self. I am the self. Whatever I know is different from me. The knowing myself is called realizing myself. That term for knowing myself is realization. Atma Sakshatkar. Anything other than the self, what I know, I know it as an object. I know it through words. I know it through the uh, intellect. For example, uh, how many of you have directly seen your face? Actually like this, like I am looking at the book, not through the mirror, not through a video or a photograph, but directly who has seen your, your their face? Uh, I have not seen. You can't see. With my eyes, whatever I see is outside there. I can't see my own face. But that doesn't mean I don't have a face. Similarly, Atma is such that it cannot be seen. It cannot be known. But it doesn't mean it is not there. It is that because of which everything is known. It is that because of which every I can think, I can feel. So to recognize it, to know it objectively, it's not possible. So even after listening, we cannot know it objectively. But we can be that self. So, ashcharyavat pashyati kashchidenam. One is that one looks at it as a wonder, and if a person looks at it, that itself is a wonder. One who speaks on it is a wonder, and one who... Uh, one speaks on it as a wonder. To speak on it is also a wonder, and one who speaks on it, he speaks on it as a wonder only. Atma is spoken as a great wonder. 
ఆశ్చర్యవచ్చయనం అన్య శృణోతి వన్ లిసన్స్ టు ఇట్ ఎస్ అ వండర్ అండ్ ఇఫ్ సంబడి లిసన్స్ టు ఇట్ ఇట్ ఈస్ వండర్ బోత్ మీనింగ్ ఆర్ దేర్ కిసిని అగర్ సున్లియా ఇట్స్ గ్రేట్ ఆశ్చర్య అవర్ పూజ్య గురుదేవ్ వెన్ హీ వెంట్ టు హీస్ టీచర్ స్వామి తపోంజి మహారాజ్ ఇన్ ద హిమాలయాస్ తపోంజి మహారాజ్ వాజ్ అ గ్రేట్ టీచర్ అండ్ ఆల్సో వెరీ స్ట్రిక్ట్ హీ డిడ్ నాట్ ఎన్కరేజ్ స్టూడెంట్ హూ ఆర్ నాట్ సిన్సియర్ సో వెన్ అవర్ గురుదేవ్ రీస్ట్ హిమ్ హీ వాంటెడ్ టు టెస్ట్ వెదర్ ఈజ్ రియలీ సిన్సియర్ అబౌట్ ఇట్ సో హీ సేజ్ దట్ ఐ విల్ టీచ్ యూ ఓన్లీ వన్స్ and if you don't understand or if you don't remember you will have to go back but then gurudev remained and he learned and after learning gurudev was so very pleased and filled with so much of wonder and so much of joy that he wanted to share it with everyone one day he approached his teacher and says i want to go back to the plains and share whatever i have learned from you so his teacher laughed he said nobody will come to listen to you no one is interested people are interested to remove their worldly sorrow they are interested in money they are interested in position they are interested in um, their health and all if you give some vibhuti or if you give some dawai or something that your health will be this lot of queue will be there or if you go and see their bhavishya and all the jyotishi and all lot of people will come but if you go and tell about atma even if one person comes and listen to you it will be a great wonder but gurudev did not get discouraged he said even if one person listens to me i will feel a great joy because when i see like when one sees a beautiful moon rise we feel so happy but we feel more happy when we share it with somebody else when we show it to somebody you come and look so beautiful so he felt that i should share the joy with someone so when he came he went to pune and there on his first lecture only some five people were sitting there and he was very happy his teacher had said only three will be there if only three comes it will be great miracle but five were there he said she two more extra came and from that five it multiplied to 10 15 20 and now thousands of millions of people had heard pujya gurudev and through us also he alone is speaking so this one who listens to it is also a great wonder so that is the nature of this self so after saying this bhagwan concludes the topic uh, where he started from the 11th verse on this with this 30th verse he says dehi nityam avadhyoyam dehi sarvasya bharata తస్మాత్ సర్వాణి భూతాని నం శోచితమర్హసి దేహి నిత్యమవధ్యోయం దేహే ఆ 
हाँ ही सेज ही हैड स्टार्टेड दिस टॉपिक ऑफ द नेचर ऑफ द सेल्फ एंड नेचर ऑफ द नॉट सेल्फ मीन नेचर ऑफ द बॉडी द माइंड एंड द नेचर ऑफ द सेल्फ सो द सेल्फ इज कॉल्ड देही वन हु एग्जिस्ट इन दिस बॉडी वन हु परवेड दिस बॉडी एंड परवेड द वर्ल्ड ऑल्सो इज कॉल्ड देही सो दिस देही और आत्मा इज नित्यम इज इटर्नल एंड अवध्योयम एंड इनडिस्ट्रक्टिबल अयम देहे सर्वस्य भारत एंड हे भारत हे अर्जुन दिस देही एग्जिस्ट इन ऑल द बॉडीज इट्स लाइक स्पेस विच एग्जिस्ट इन ऑल द पॉट्स द ऑल द पॉट्स आर डिफरंट एंड द वॉटर्स इन ऑल द पॉट्स आर डिफरंट बट द स्पेस इज सेम see uh, how many space are there only one space is there but when we built a house let us say at times people take us to see the new plot which they have bought and they say that we will be building a house here so swami ji please come and bless this place so we go there and it's a open space and some lines are drawn on that plot and they say this is the entrance of the house where here and they make us walk there no no not from there that is the wall you're passing through the wall slightly to the left yeah that is the entrance this is the living room this is the kitchen and everything is space only this is the bedroom this is the other room so all your rooms you see and you have to just say yes yes is very nice and from the bedroom you see the bathroom also because no walls nothing is there then after a few months again they invite you and that time when you go the whole place is different so the bedroom is different the drawing room is different the living room is different kitchen is there everything is there so we give it name also but really speaking all these names are names of one space space is one that one space is called bedroom that one space is called kitchen that one space is called the living room and so many houses every house will have their bedroom they have their own typical uh, personality their living room will have their own personality but the names are of that space only similarly that one supreme reality has many names vishnu sahasranam vise thousands of name belonging to only one person one supreme reality it is behaving or appearing different in different uh, beings in human beings in animals in birds in plants but it is the one the difference lies only in the walls that is the body and the inner interiors that is our mind and intellect but the space is same so here our scriptures tell us to recognize that space don't spend your time only in interiors don't spend your time only in looking at the walls but look at that space and once we recognize that space then suddenly our vision will change instantly instantly we will become aware that i exist in all the rooms otherwise if i feel that i am a bathroom then permanently i will be bathroom only for a long time 
But when I come to know that I am that space, then suddenly the vision will change. I will know I am the living room, drawing room, bathroom, and also beyond everything. Beyond all the rooms. Eta vanasya mahima ato jaya agamsya purushaha. This is only my mahima. I exist even beyond this. That will be the the grand and the wonderful state of realization which we can have only as a human being and in this lifetime itself. We need not postpone it. Many times we postpone it. We say, oh, abhi nahi, after retirement I will do. Then after retirement, nahi, oh, bachyo ki shadi ho jai phir. Nahi, unka, oh, bachyo ko school mein admission dene jana hai. Then I will sit and meditate. Then uh, further. And it goes on postponing. It cannot be postponed. It's like one is wasting one's time and the, uh, the opportunity is lost. So Bhagavan says, Dehi Nityam Avadhyoyam. This Dehi Atma is Nityam and Avadhyoyam and indestructible. Dehi Sarvasya Bharata in all the bodies, He Bharata. Tasmat Sarvani Bhutani and in all, all the beings who are there, it, uh, it exists. Therefore, He Arjuna, you should not grieve for any being, natvam shochitam arhasi, you don't have to grieve. You don't have to grieve for space. Even if the whole house get destroyed, even if all the houses get destroyed, you don't have to grieve for space. The space has existed before, it exists now, it will exist in future. If you know yourself as space, you will become free of fear. But if you know yourself as a living room, drawing room, you will always be in fear. You will always compare yourself with other rooms. You will always have jealousy with the other room. Oh, room mein achcha ekdam aapar air condition lagaya hua hai. Yaapar cooler hi hai mere paas. So one will always have the comparison, jealousy, pride and all those things. <laughs> but if we know our self as space, then they will be totally spaced out. So that is the beauty of this beautiful thing. So here, till this 30th verse, this from 11th verse to 30th verse, what Bhagwan taught Arjuna is called Sankhya. Sankhya means knowledge of that Supreme Self is revealed and also the difference between the Self and the Not-Self. Atma, Anatma, Vivek also is given in these verses. So this is what Bhagwan calls as Sankhya Buddhi. But to gain this, one needs to tune our mind, tune the intellect. And that is called the process or the method by which we do it is called yoga. So the second half of this thing talks about yoga buddhi, in which Bhagwan talks about this karma yoga and all, by which we can tune our mind and intellect to recognize the self. We can make the mind, in, through the mind and intellect, when it is at a particular uh, condition, one can recognize the self. So the tuning of the mind and intellect can be done by following the path of yoga. Yoga doesn't mean the yogasana and all. Yoga means your karma yoga, bhakti yoga, jnana yoga, upasana, dhyana, 
All this Bhagwan will explain. But all of them are meant to tune the mind. When the mind is tuned at the right frequency, the self is recognized. It's like you tune the radio to the right frequency, you can hear the song. The radio is not creating the song. The knobs are not creating the song. The frequencies are not creating. It is already there. And when it is at the right frequency, you can hear it. Mind is not creating Atma. But when the mind becomes absolutely still, the self is recognized. It is already there. It requires the quietude of the mind. So after saying this, Bhagwan says, you need not grieve. Then from the next verse, he talks about, as I said, yoga, buddhi. But before that, from a very worldly and a dharmic standpoint, Bhagwan says, even from the standpoint of dharma and your kartavya karma, you don't have to grieve. So that portion we will see tomorrow. We'll conclude with a prayer, but you please be seated. There is an important announcement.